Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And what I wanted to discuss in this episode is that the words you use in sales, generally, the more simple they are, the better. And I share this with you because I want to expand on this a little bit because it's just kind of top of mind for me. I think a lot of people try to use business school words or complex words or words that they think sound cool or sound good or make them sound smart. And they think that that's going to be a good thing in sales. And in my experience, it's the exact opposite. In my experience, people disengage when they start hearing big words. And I, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. So let me let me kind of dig in a little bit here. I think there's a couple of reasons that people back off or they pull away a little bit when you start using big words. Number one, when you're in a sales environment, whether it's you or the customer, there's a heightened level of anxiety, right? Like you understand that they are looking at your product and you're trying to pitch them. And there's, there's a certain uneasiness that can be in the room that can be present. And so they, they have a higher level of anxiety. Maybe they have stress. Maybe it's a big decision that they're trying to make, or maybe that they think they want to use your product, but they're friends with the other reps. So they don't want to, you know, let down that person right there. There's a number of confounding things that are going to create the environment or, or impact the environment in a negative way from a stress and an anxiety level. And the latest research that I've read is that when people are stressed and have high anxiety, their IQ can drop by like 15 points. And that is a lot. Okay. And if you, you know, just think about it for yourself and it's, it's happened to me countless times in sales is when I get into the moment with a customer and I'm talking about a product and I can't think of the word or I can't think of the thing or I lose track of the data or the numbers or, you know, my, my, my implant sizes are these, but I can't come up with them right away. Why? One of the main reasons in my experience and in my understanding of the data and, and what I think likely is happening is that I'm in a stressing, stressed environment. I have higher anxiety. I'm more or less trying too hard and I literally can't pull the data when I need to. And it's not because I'm not smart. It's because I just don't have the capacity at that point because your IQ drops in those stressful environments. And so I think that's one of the primary reasons as to why um, why using simple words are going to be more effective in those sales environments. And the other is not just from an anxiety perspective or a stress perspective, sorry, I should say not just from a lowering of IQ, but I think also people just, it's hard for people to comprehend big things like tell me the facts give me the real data. You know, I had a, I had a conversation recently with, uh, with the president of an orthopedic group here in the, here in the Chicago suburbs. And I've been talking to him about using us for a number of, number of months now, um, in a couple of different facets. I can't really share with you on here what that is exactly, but I'll try to give you some context for the conversation. But essentially we've been working with a couple of their surgeons, 
Uh, we're looking at potentially supporting financially some of the programs that they have going on, be, becoming a real, trying to become a, a value-added partner for them. And I met him, well, I didn't meet him, but I saw him the other day at a surgery center. And he's like, hey, look, shoot me straight. What are you trying to get out of this? What are you trying to do? And it wasn't like confrontational. It's just, give me the facts. Don't give me the, well, we're trying to leverage good relationships. And, you know, we figure if we've got good relationships, there's things we can do, create win-win environments. Like, nobody wants to hear that. He wants to know what are the down-to-earth facts of what's going on here. Just tell me. You want this. You want this to happen. This is why you're going to do it. Like, you need to, your customers, and you have to read the environment, right? With sales as a whole, you always have to read the environment, read the person that you're talking with, use your intuition, with orthopedic medical, sorry, with orthopedic surgeons that are oftentimes very type A, very give me the freaking facts. They're very kind of like action oriented uh, personality types. If if you kind of use the different person personality typing metrics, you know, very action oriented people. Hey, give me the facts and let's let's figure this out. Let's do this. You can't be using those big jargon words. You know, I wrote down a couple of them. And I wanted to kind of give you some examples. Um, you know, leverage. <laughs> the term leverage is so overused that it doesn't actually mean, like anytime I'm hearing somebody else use the term leverage, I always have red flags going up of like, okay, here we go. Here it is again, right? Core competencies, empower, best practices, solutions or solution oriented or win-win, like win-win. Let me, let me give you my take on win-win, okay? In theory, it sounds good. And obviously, internally as a company, we want to create a win-win environment because we want the customers to win because that's how they're going to be happy using us. And they're going to be long-term customers, hopefully. If it's a win-lose, we win, they lose, they're not going to be customers long-term. And if it's win-lose in their direction and we lose, meaning that like we're not going to be financially solvent, okay, then that doesn't work either. So internally, it has to be a win-win. But let me my understanding or my take on this from the customer's perspective is the customer wants to feel like they're getting a good deal going with you. If I'm in their shoes, I want it to feel like a win-lose. I want them to feel like they're getting a deal, like they're winning on the, like the proposal that we're putting together is, is in their favor by quite a bit. Like, I don't want, I don't want me as the company to not be able to provide on the you know, on the promises that we're putting together, but I need to feel like the benefits are significantly weighted on the customer's end. Like that's, they don't want to hear win-win in my mind, right? And I could be wrong. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm different. Maybe you're going to have ideas that are different than mine. I know people psychologically want to get deals. They want to feel like they got a good deal. You know, they could pay a hundred dollars more for the same thing, but if they feel like they got a good deal, like, why do you think sales work? There was good research on this that uh, that was done a number of years ago, but they looked at like department stores. And in department stores, they looked at one store would actually advertise just a lower price than the other stores, but they wouldn't put their stuff on sale. They would say, we don't go on sale, but we have the lowest prices. And then they would look at other stores who had higher price points, but they would have sales going on the department stores that had sales outsold everyone by a long shot of all the other 
companies or department stores that didn't run sales. Why? It's because you feel like you're getting a deal. Like, like I've got a, uh, I ride mountain bikes, right? And uh, not a mountain biker. You know, I wouldn't. Don't put me up there with. Um, oh shoot, who are the guys? Uh, if you if you go on YouTube and look at mountain biking, there there's some crazy stuff on there. And I follow a couple of them online, but a buddy of mine, he and I ride mountain bikes, and I was at his house uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, and he's looking at getting a new bike, and so. So we're over there, we're having Bloody Marys, and we're on his computer. He's got two screens. He's pulling up the bikes he's looking at. He's like, I've got five bikes. I'm trying to figure out what I want. He's like, oh, but I could get this bike because this one, this bike here in the outlet, it's last year's model, but it's $900 off. Like, look at the deal. And he's getting all pumped because he's finding a deal on this mountain bike. It's all about the deal, guys. Like, customers want to feel like they're getting a good deal. Like, it doesn't, it's not that price doesn't matter. Of course it matters, but they want to feel like they're getting a, getting a good deal. And so a win-win, like the customer doesn't want to win-win. They want to, they want to win small loss, right? Like, like they want to feel like the benefits are on their end of the spectrum and the person they're buying from, they don't want that person to go out of business. They don't want me to go out of business, but they don't want me to be, they don't want me to think that I'm getting a huge victory as well. Like, in their mind, they're going to be like, well, shit, how much more did I pay for it than I could have? Okay. So your margins are what, right? Like people, people want to feel like they got a deal. Anyway, it's those types of things that you've got to understand customers when it comes down to it are often very basic because the, the emotional side of our brain that we use to make decisions is a lower order part of our brain. It developed a long time ago and it uses very basic computing mechanisms, right? Like emotion is people buying emotion all the time. You're not going to be able to use, like using the big complex words of, um, what I, yeah, leverage core competencies, empower best practices. If you're using those types of words in the sales environment, it doesn't mean I'm not saying that there are no place ever for those words. If you're doing like a full on presentation, maybe so. But when you're talking with customers, they don't want to hear those big words. Like they buy they're, they're making decisions not based on their prefrontal cortex. You've got to really use your prefrontal cortex if you're thinking like big terms, big words. You know, that's like business school type words. People don't buy like that in the real world. They're impacted by you being able to influence them and you being able to influence them is coming down to, can I really interact with them on a personal level? And a lot of times that's just basic words. Hey, you know, if you're going to be able to do this for us, we're going to be able to do this for you. Like that works. That's how it works. It's not about using complex terms to try to sound cool. It act in my experience, it's actually counterproductive. It makes makes the customer distrust you more. It makes the customer distrust you more when you start using big words. Because a lot of times it turns into vague conversations that are not concrete examples of this is how this is going to go. It starts to turn into vague conversations. And then you, you've got to start asking clarifying questions. Well, what does that mean exactly? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, you can provide us solutions. Well, what are those solutions? Like, what are you actually going to do for us? Right? Like, that's, in my experience, simplicity works in sales. Okay. So, um, even in medical sales, even though, you know, you have to understand medical terminology, you've got to be able to speak at a high level on what we do. But when you're selling to customers, when you're talking about your product, when, when you're trying to put business deals together, a lot of times cutting out the big 
jargon words that you think are going to make you sound good are actually it's actually going to be better for you to do that so um, anyway I want to share that with you sorry I ranted a little bit there but hopefully it's helpful so uh, thank you guys for listening we'll see you in the next episode bye Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.